0: Take me gold, I'm like the leprechaun Immortalized, cause with this music I'm never gone Win a chip with my team before I leave, I'm not LeBron Rep the Twin Cities like Detroit with Big Sean Upside down with Mary Jane, Kirsten Dunst Hello and welcome to Opesports Sports episode number 8. I am your host, Jordan Adams, and we have a big episode here today. Um, The finals for the NBA and NHL will both begin soon. Uh, So we're just going to go and uh, talk about that amongst other news um, across both leagues and the uh, NFL um starting with the nba the nuggets and heat will be playing in the nba finals if you are unfamiliar with the cities they play for it'll be the denver nuggets and the miami heat um for this particular series i I think denver will win um you know i picked them in the western conference finals and uh well, that was a that was a home run pick. I, I did pick Boston. Um thinking the Heat had a chance though uh for it to go to a uh 7 game series the way it did, you know, 3-3 three, three and 1. That's uh what an incredible series. Um you know, I, I some people might say it'll hurt the Nuggets to be rested that long, but You know, Tyler O'Hara might uh, be coming back. I heard uh, possibly Game 3. That could be a boost. Might mess up chemistry. I don't know here. All I know is the Joker. I don't think Miami has an answer for him, honestly. Um, Denver is just explosive. Um, You know, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, uh, Aaron Gordon, um... Michael Porter Jr., you know, they, they have just a lot of talent. They're a well-rounded team, and, you know, I, I've been thinking this is their year. Um, also looks good for Timberwolves fans. Doesn't seem so bad losing round one to the eventual NBA champions. So, um, you know... I, I, I I just think it's the Nuggets' year, but um, the Heat winning, I, I don't think that that would be crazy. I think they have a lot of heart, and Jimmy Butler's a hell of a leader. Um, I think we're in for a good uh, series. Um, I, I'm really excited for it, honestly. Um, getting into other news, uh, it, James Harden is rumored to return to the Houston Rockets uh, in the offseason. That is absolutely wild uh, for someone who, you know, with the OKC days, uh, they couldn't get that championship when they uh, made it to the finals, Um, you know, couldn't get there alone or with Chris Paul in Houston before, you know, and then, you know, his stint with the um, uh, Philadelphia 76ers and um the Brooklyn Nets you know he he's really journeyed around the league and you know can't get that ring um he, he goes back to Houston he's going to be able to mentor uh, a young group um hopefully uh guys who uh, have talent that can you know bring Houston back into the picture but he's not winning a championship there if he goes and that it, it's just very surprising to me that he would go there, you know, even if you love the city, I just surprised you would you know, go at least one more year to try and get a championship. Uh, but hey, uh, definitely going to be an interesting offseason as far as that goes, that would be a surprising move uh, taking, you know, a, a talented player off the board from uh, potential playoff con- and championship contenders. Um, moving on to D'Angelo Russell, the former Timber Wolf, uh, you know, it's been said he's wanted over a hundred million for his contract. Uh, that's why the Wolves, you know, dished him off cause contract stuff wasn't going well. Um, you know, 0.310 from the three, uh, during the postseason. his worst shooting from the three in his career, um, only 13.3 points per game, uh, you know, that's really abysmal when, um, after Davis and James, you were probably the the number three of the team expected to step up. 13.3, that's a big reason why you're eliminated. Um, you know, he's going to have to definitely lower his asking price because that $100 million is steep. Uh, one team that I would expect maybe some interest in is Brooklyn Nets. Um, I had talked about in a previous podcast how they were a fun young team. You could bring D'Angelo Russell back into the fold. I don't know. I I don't know if there's going to be a lot of suitors, especially amongst the, uh, higher echelon of, uh, teams in the NBA. Um, so that might be an interesting thing to look out for. Um, also Nick Nurse, former Raptors coach, is headed to Philly. Uh, it's another intriguing move that um kind of brings back to James Harden if he truly would go to Houston um you know it said he wouldn't go back to Philly with Doc Rivers and here they got Nick Nurse um I think he's a very intriguing coach uh he's been a head coach for the Raptors for five seasons before being shown the door and had winning seasons in three of five of those years um listen, you know, he won his championship with Kawhi Leonard, and, you know, you could say that he got it all, but I remember watching those finals, and that was just a very good, cohesive team. Um, I don't know if you can really blame the coach. I mean, just stripping Kawhi, losing that in free agency, not getting anything in return, it's kind of hard to recover from that. So the fact that he was able to have two of four winning seasons after that with, you know, Pascal Siakam and um, uh, Fred Van fleet as your, you know, cornerstone players, Um, you know, talk about an exciting coach. Um, I, I, you know, I think he, he did everything he could minus Kawhi. Um, So that's another intriguing thing where, you know, this James Harden saga will go. We'll have to see. I think that's going to be um, one of the more fascinating stories in the off offseason. Um, it's also Ant bought a home in Wyzetta. That's right. Anthony Edwards has purchased real estate in the Twin Cities. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean too much, you know. You can move properties. But, um, you know, you probably don't buy a home if you uh, are going to move out within the next, you know, few months so yeah uh, he's he's probably gonna get that big contract and you know i i think i think this is you know kind of shows that he has desire to be here finding a a place that he enjoys and i i think it's time you know like i've said before we need to hand him the keys uh you know he, he he's our he's our alpha our number one guy now um so that a little uh That'll be something that I will be interested in hearing in the offseason for the Wolves amongst the uh, saga with Towns and everything. Um, And then finally, uh, in the NBA, um, Bob Myers, the GM of the Golden State Warriors, is stepping down. uh, Four championships in 11 years. Um, That kind of success is just wild, Um, you know, but you got to look at the core Uh, Stephen Curry you know still a great player he really is a great player still but you know he's aging Klay Thompson little shaky since the injury um but he did bounce back and you know help being a key piece in their championship um but you know again age catching up Draymond Green you know there's always something with Draymond and again aging um Jordan Poole uh definitely took a step backwards this season um probably not going to be the next generation of splash bros for the warriors um you know there's a lot going on with that team and it's uh it's there's some troubled waters to navigate um I, i think it's a little sketchy leaving um you know if he wants a challenge or something you know that probably should have been done years ago um you know you got four and that last one I know people say well you know they got lucky and everything and you know that might be but I I think the Warriors proved to be a great dynasty and everything um you know getting them on this next run where taking your previous core having them more as role players veterans and bringing in the new group winning a championship that to me would indicate more success than whatever other venture he plans on going. I know he just said uh, it's time. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting over there in um, Golden State. Um, the glory days might very well be over. All right, on to NHL. Uh, the Florida Panthers are going to be taking on the Golden Vegas Golden Knights. Um, Battle of Hockey States, I tell you florida and nevada uh (laughs) you know i'm rooting for florida because they're the underdog uh a seed in their conference you know going against boston who um had the most wins ever in a uh best best regular season in nhl history um and the florida panthers you know made it all for naught and i kind of like that underdog story um plus i've expressed my dissatisfaction of the success uh in vegas so i'm definitely going to be rooting for florida and um that's all i can really say on it i just um i don't know it seemed like a lose-lose uh with dallas and vegas as my uh options in the western conference so boy the nhl just kind of not 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 nearly as interested as i am with the nba finals um and i'm more of a hockey guy so that's you know that's saying something um in other hockey news andrew brunette hired by the nashville predators um you know if you don't know andrew brunette was a part of our team you know um back in our early days of the wild um his historic goal against the colorado avalanche against patrick uh well, that, um, let's see, uh, well, it was Game 7, and it ended, it pushed us on, and really ended his career, uh, you know, kind of a legend here, if, uh, you're unfamiliar, definitely go on YouTube and check out some of those, um, some of those plays he had, um, he's also, you know, worked in our system, um, for years, so, you know, it's definitely, uh, connected to the Wild um he was a former head coach of the Florida Panthers on 75 games he went 58 18 and 6 this was back in the 2021 22 season um so a track record of success um you know i wish nothing but the best for him you know uh i got to say though the Wild and Predators uh definitely have a lot of similarities where seem to be a very intermingled franchise um you know the trades we always make um you know we, we got fiala from them um suitor left free agency from them uh you know granlin playing in nashville um they are a division rival it's just kind of funny how you know there's so many connections with the two franchises Um uh, And yeah, let's uh, get into the NFL now. It was announced that Green Bay is hosting the NFL Draft in 2025. Um, You know, my biggest question is, you know, do they have the infrastructure for that? Um, Really, I mean, a big event like that, uh, you know, there's just houses and neighborhoods like right there. Um, I'd just, you know, expect chaos. It's definitely... The smallest city um, that has a professional sports team in the country, for sure. For sure, the NFL. Um, I don't know. It's going to be kind of fascinating, I guess. Uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Also, Adrian Peterson on a potential comeback said, Mentally, I haven't officially hung it up. We'll see what happens. Uh, You know, he hasn't played since 2021 it's likely over, um, you know, back in those seasons when he was still playing, I, I did see something left in the tank, you know, he definitely had a, I remember a big run in Arizona, and then, you know, with Washington, he had a couple of good seasons, um, you know, maybe he could be okay, I, I just really don't see it happening, but, you know, I guess, you know, never say never with uh, injuries and all that, He's an experienced back. I, I I don't know. I just see more of a coaching future for him rather than uh, continuing his playing career. But it would be uh, cool to see Adrian Peterson su- uh, suit up one last time. Um, and then on to... Pro football focus, putting two Vikings in the top 25 players under 25 years old list. Justin Jefferson comes in at number two, and uh, Christian Derisaw comes in at number 15. Uh, Micah Parsons is the player that came in at number one. Um, you know, I, I don't really want to bash him. You know, 26 and a half sacks in two years. In- incredible. He, he's definitely an elite pass rusher. And that's a very important position on the field. Um, And I don't think there's any way for me to come on. Yeah, I definitely will sound biased saying that Justin Jefferson should be number one. Um, I kind of think it's a coin flip. Overall, pass rusher is definitely a more important position. But what Justin Jefferson has done in three seasons, so you can add a season to that of production, um you know all pros every year whether it be first or second offensive player of the year pro bowl selections um you know two seasons with over 1600 yards he's just an absolute beast um i think any team in the nfl would love to have either of the players so just cool that uh a couple of vikings get some recognition uh recognition um you know, Darasaw making it is really cool because it's just a few years ago with the Vikings having one of the worst offensive lines to, you know, find a potential cornerstone left tackle in Darasaw after the bust of Khalil. It's uh kind of nice to have that just a decade later. Um, and then... Pro Football Focus also placed Derrissaw and O'Neal as the number two offensive tackle pair in the NFL. Um, The Eagles, Lane Johnson and Jordan Malata uh, come in at number one. You know, they went to the Super Bowl, dominant offensive line, and that goes beyond their tackles there in Philly. I think it's very fair to put the Vikings tackle duo at number two in the NFL. Uh, Darazaw is the real deal when healthy, and O'Neal is one of, if not the best, uh, run blocking tackle in the NFL. Um, yeah, the fact that they're both so young, it, it's really nice. Um, you know, our center Bradbury stepped up last year, and I think we have a good guard in Ezra Cleveland. Uh, having these tackles in place. I mean, that should bring a lot of confidence to Vikings fans and uh, the, the national, um, we get getting some national attention on the uh, offensive line. I, I'm really hoping they can prove it uh, this year going forward with another solid year. Um, you know, this this receiving core, if Cousins can be protected and our running game is flourishing, listen, if that offensive line holds together, this offense is going to be insane absolutely insane and it it really starts with derisaw staying healthy that's that's the absolute key here um with, with with how young they are i mean these are guys that could move to number one eventually um you know very fascinating very fascinating um the NFL has also approved a new rule where, um, an emergency third quarterback will now be able to be, um, in a game if the first two quarterbacks are injured. This prevents the, um, you know, the, uh, 49ers-Eagles-NFC Championship game drama. Um, you know, once Brock Purdy was out, uh, you know, he had that one little small slant, but the rest of the game he was just handing it off or you know, just very disengaged, and that game was just terrible. Once he was hurt, it was over. It, it, it was just, it was just a runaway for the Eagles, and um, I think that that's just a good rule to have, um, not only for the teams, but for us fans, because it was boring. I mean, even Eagles fans, like, you know, it, it had to have probably been exciting beating them up, but it's just genuinely boring football when the other team literally can't throw the ball. So that, that, that's just a good rule to have. Um, moving on Cameron Dantzler, former Vikings cornerback, uh, reported a little while ago on the podcast that he, uh, had been he, he's on the Washington Commanders. Well, lo and behold, he has been waived by the Washington Commanders. We aren't even in training camp yet, and he's already been waived. Um you know that that seems to scream to me that his NFL days may be numbered. I wouldn't expect a reunion with the Vikings, um, and to be picked up and released that quick on an off season too is you know, you know that, that definitely probably sends signals to other teams. Um, you know, I could see him still being a, a camp body, but I, I don't know. Dantzler is probably, his days are probably numbered. Um, and the Washington Commanders, since we're on that subject, uh, their trademark application for Commanders uh, was denied on May 18th. So now the discussion is another new name. Uh, you know, the... Washington Redskins is the original name and then they moved to the Washington football team which there was a lot of backlash and to that name and it was almost you know humorous uh then they chose Washington Commanders which I don't think it's been very popular um you know i even think washington football team sounded better than washington commanders so (laughs) it's just uh it's kind of funny if there's more drama with the name it just seems to be a never ending saga i mean you might as well just call them the washington no names uh they they just they they lost their identity and now they're gonna struggle to find it um not to mention the turmoil they have at qb um just a disaster honestly that that's that team is just a disaster (laughs) um moving on to deandre hopkins being released by the arizona cardinals now listen this this is a premier wide receiver uh i know he's aging he'll turn 31 on june 6th so you know less than a week here um Last season in nine games after coming back from suspension, he caught 64 passes for 717 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Kyler Murray was not in there the entire time that Hopkins was. He- he's a baller. He played well in Houston when he didn't have a quarterback throwing to him. He- he's just a good player. Uh, three time all-pro a two-time second all-pro he has a resume and just you know it's just a flat-out ability to catch the ball he got a touchdown against the vikings um you know the cardinals were in a great team last year but the vikings had to play them at full strength with kyler murray and deandre hopkins and they played they they played they showed up um I think Hopkins is still an extremely valuable wide receiver, hence the Chiefs and Bills both being active in trade talks. He ended up just being released, but, um, you know, Hopkins specifically singled out five quarterbacks, and those are Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. Um, you know, th- th- those are probably the best five quarterbacks in the league. Um, Josh Allen with the Bills that imagine him with Stefan Diggs. Um, I could see possibly some drama brewing there because it's not like those are the only two guys. They have, uh, Gabe, um, Davis. They have, uh, Knox, the tight end. Uh, you know, it could be a crowded room and that could spell drama with Diggs past. But if everything gelled, imagine Diggs and Hopkins together. That That's not a team I'd like to face. Um, now you go to Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. Again, that's a crowded receiving room. Um, you already have two guys who are, you know, an elite pair. One of the top five pairs in the NFL, no doubt. Add Hopkins to the mix, and that's probably the most dangerous receiving core in the NFL um but again that's that's a lot of mouths to feed um you know they still have uh Dallas Goddard Goddard is their tight end um I I would just be a little iffy with that they, they also have you know running backs that need the ball um I'm not sure how that would clash but um being that that's the only NFC quarterback he singled out i i really hope that that is the one that does not happen uh that, that would just be spell disaster for the nfc um you know patrick mahomes he, he he can make it happen without an elite number one uh he has travis kelsey who you know operates as a top tier receiver uh add hopkins to that offense Again, you know, scary, scary, scary stuff. Um they're probably the favorite to come out the AFC again, anyways. Uh you had a Hopkins to the mix, and I think that solidifies that. Uh you know, not 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 much else to say. Uh Lamar Jackson, you know, that receiving core is definitely getting uh, you know, better with their uh draft pick and then uh Odell Beckham Jr. Um, might have some injury trouble over there though. Uh, That would probably, for me, pull them out. Um, I I don't think that is what Hopkins wants, is a quarterback who's been hurt, receivers who have been hurt coming into that situation. You know, that seems like you're just kind of going big or going home, uh, hoping everything pans out right for you. Again, I think that's probably an unlikely team. Uh, And then Justin Herbert, yeah, the chargers already have three receivers uh mike williams um keenan allen and excuse me i can't remember his name but the uh the um johnston the uh quentin quentin johnston the uh receiver from the chargers that they just drafted um that is a crowded room um <laughs> very crowded you know you still have Eckler over there too it's a lot of mouths to feed and I get Williams and Allen have injury history so it would be good insurance um, for that reason and that reason alone I think the Chargers could work but after that devastating defeat against the Jaguars last postseason if you want a championship and you've been on the Texans and Cardinals steer clear of the Chargers definitely stay clear I think if you actually, like, if you truly in your heart do not care about the money and you want a Super Bowl, you go to the Kansas City Chiefs. My number two or number three would be Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. I think those three teams are definite contenders next year, whereas the Baltimore Ravens and uh Los Angeles Chargers, I believe I said San Diego earlier, um... Those two teams are playoff contenders, but it's going to take a lot of things to go right for them and a lot of things to go wrong for other teams to be able to get over that hump. Um, you know, I could be wrong, but I- I'd probably pick the Chiefs as my number one because I think you just walk in as the number one wide receiver and flourish in that offense. Um, number two would probably be the Bills because I think you'd, you know, push in there as, you know, a, a, a good compliment to Stephon Diggs, whereas in Philly, you're walking into a really crowded room where you're probably the number three, and as far as, you know, that many all pros, the egos of wide receivers, I don't think things are going to gel there, so I think the AFC is more likely, and I mean... I think the Chiefs is the bet. I I, I think that's where you got to go. Uh, speaking of the Chargers, Austin Eckler is staying there, uh, added 2 million in incentives. You know, 25 TDs in the last two seasons, rushing, 13 more catching. If I uh, can't do math, 38 total touchdowns in the last two seasons. There is no way no way you can let that leave your team. I, I mean seriously when when your receivers got hurt Eckler stepped up he stepped up and he has proven it that he is better than Melvin Gordon who he was sitting behind. Eckler's the real deal an undersized back he's a great player and this keeping him happy and in um LA for the year with the Chargers is the right move for both sides. Um, now the Broncos, Denver Broncos release kicker Brandon McManus, uh, you know, and he was picked up by the Jacksonville Jaguars extremely quickly. Uh, you know, as a former Super Bowl winner, 77.8% kicking last season, you know, he, he's all right. He, you know, he's a Super Bowl winner. So you got to give him that, um, like I said, he's already been picked up, but even if he was out there, I... I don't think he would be an uh, an improvement for the Vikings, but um, you know I I, I hope he can do well in Jacksonville. I definitely want to see that team uh continue to do well because they were exciting last postseason for sure. Um, now Tony Jefferson, a uh, safety, is retired from the NFL. Um, former Cardinal, Raven, Forty Nine er, and Giant. I uh, played seven seasons in the NFL finishing with nine and a half sacks, four picks, a touchdown, eight force fumbles, a fumble recovery and 498 tackles um you know that's a uh, that's a loss that's a loss for the Giants for sure um and then also finishing up with the NFL talk George Pickens, the wide receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers said, I feel like I got snubbed when asked about missing the 2022 Pro Bowl. Uh, You know, this guy had 52 catches, 801 yards, and four touchdowns in his rookie season last year. You know, I I didn't mingle it or um, single it down to just wide receivers. I just wanted to include everyone. So this includes tight ends and running backs. Um, Genuinely, or generally, you know, they're below. But, um... Pickens was tied for 72nd in the NFL in receptions. Four Vikings had more catches. Four are three, top three receivers, and Hawkinson. He was 38th in yards. Uh, he would have been number two on our team. Um, Hawkinson did finish with more yards in the season, but he did not get all the yards with the Vikings, so, you know, maybe you could call it a third on our team, but still, 38th in yards, um, then he was tied 46th in TDs, uh, three Vikings players had more touchdowns, and that's including Hawkinson, who did not play a full season here, um, sit down, buddy, (laughs) uh, though, you know, 52 catches, 801 yards, four touchdowns, that's okay, that's fine, that's a good rookie season, but an all-star, uh, give me a break., uh, those are just run of the mill receiving numbers. you know, maybe uh twenty thirty years ago, that was cool. but you know one thousand is the uh, is the milestone that you need to achieve in the NFL to be uh, considered a you know a, a quality wide receiver. and that's not getting you to the pro Bowl. And, you know, everyone says the pro Bowl, no one, it's stupid. It's not a big deal. Well, it is a big honor. I, I'm telling you, there's top wide receivers, they pull them out for the Super Bowl, some don't want to go, some with injuries. You have so many talented wide receivers in the NFL where if that didn't happen, you'd be snubbing 15, 20 guys. Uh, you know, the fact that Pig- Pickens feels snubbed, you know, there's so many guys ahead of him, too, that deserve to go. I feel like the NFL is just crowded with great wide receivers, so it's kind of funny that he uh, that he said that. <laughs> um leaving nfl news uh sports talk show uh it's breaking news actually from today uh shannon sharp has reached a buyout with fox sports that means he will officially be leaving uh undisputed with um skip bayless uh you know, I used to watch the show a lot. I, I liked it. I thought it was kind of fun to watch what they say and everything. Um, you know, a little annoying at times, I agree. But I, I just feel like overall it was a a lot of positives to it. Um, you know, Jenny Taff left, who I thought she was a good moderator. Uh, but even, you know, she got into it with Skip a few times. Um, you know, she's gone. That kind of makes you think, all right, well, things can't be too good there. And, you know now there's been issues with uh shannon sharp too i i think it's you know it's pretty obvious that skip is not the easiest person to work with but (laughs) just kind of sad you know it was a really good sports talk show and now it's just it's just in ruins um because you know the talent left is can't deal with them so uh no more undisputed with uh with the with the talent of shannon sharp that that'll be ending soon But uh, that is all for Ope Sports with Jordan Adams. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, Remember, I'm picking the Nuggets over the Heat and the Panthers over the Golden Knights. Um, That's it for today, folks. Jordan Adams signing off. Don't take me gold, I'm like the leprechaun Immortalized, cause with this music I'm never gone Win a chip with my team, before I leave I'm not LeBron Rep the Twin Cities like Detroit with Big Sean Upside down with Mary Jane, Kirsten Dunst